19 minutes to 5. Hello to you wherever you are. Good to have you on the show, actually. In case you just tuned in, missed out on a lot. But we still have a long way to go. We're here until, until uh, 6 p.m. 6? Yeah. Mm. Six. 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 Let me count for it. Six. Sumbe Maru Tai Fumi. I don't want to continue than ever. Was like, yeah, he's he probably off. can't even continue. He's showing off. <laughs> Please, he's you can't continue. Counting calls again. Should I continue? Yeah, continue. And phone. We've got a beautiful guest in studio. Continue. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There we go. Mwe pedi taru ne tano tataru super rubedi rubomwe lesome. Get in there! I came to your rescue. No, you I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. I oh, only heard. No, I, didn't hear that. I, I was just could... catching my breath. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can count in Chinese. Wow. <laughs> in Mandarin. In Mandarin. <laughs> so in the studio today, we've got uh, Lerato Mokwate. Uh, we understand uh, Lerato has traveled to 21 African countries. How fun. Over the span of five years. And she says, M- South Africans love Mali. Mali, not Mani. In Mali. Well, we love Mali, Mali is a too. country. Mm. Rwanda and Sudan, whereby, f- whereby far her favorite places. And uh, she has documented her travels in a book called Vagabond, Traveling Through Africa on Feather. Hello, Rato. Hi, Glenn. How are you? I'm good, thanks. And you? You know, Runa, we are products of uh, apartheid. And uh, we were never allowed to travel. That's for sure, mm. you know. Even to go to places like Eastern Cape. I know growing <laughs> up, I never traveled. You know, the only time that I think I left this province was going to Limpopo. When I was mm. a baby, maybe spent three years in Venda. Came back. I was in Johannesburg most of my life. And the only time that I left Joburg was when I went to work in Toyando. Then I went to Mufftown. Mm. You know, traveling was zilch. Do you know what I mean? Because of the system. I, it was even worse for That's South sad. Africans trying to travel outside Abroad. South Africa. Yeah. You know, the people were being stopped. And I know a lot of people always say, yeah, South Africans are snobbish, whatever. I don't think we are snobbish at all. It's the system. I think that made us what we are. Mm, That's mm. why we, you know, whenever you ask a South African, so where do you want to go on holiday? It's always New York, London. Yeah. New York, London, Paris, mm. <laughs> you know, you never, do, do you know what I mean? But that's yeah, how you don't think team. African countries. No, 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 we don't. Even even when we, you know, clubs like Orlando Pirates and Kaiser Chiefs started participating in the Champions League, mm. our people didn't understand it. Mm. They would rather go to a derby, you have 90,000 fans, mm. rather than go to a Champions League between Orlando Pirates and Al Ahly, which mm. is like one of the biggest teams in Africa. I mean, mm. that it's, 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 it's in us, it's in mm. our, it's in our DNA. And, you know, it is so cool to hear of a South African and a lot of South Africans who are visiting our neighboring countries. Mm. And not only, so when I pay more humble to Swaziland, to pay the bushfire. Oh, please, that is so true. Don't listen <laughs> you know, to him. We go, we go to Swaziland <laughs> and we go to Lesotho. But it is, when it comes to other places like Senegal, we're like, hey, hey, we are not sure. So how did it, how did, how did it come about that you, you ended up traveling uh, this continent? You almost finished the continent. Hopefully, I'll get to finish it soon. Now, when I'm sure you will. (laughs) You know, Glenn, I come from exactly the same background. There Mm. wasn't a lot of travel in my life growing up. Not even Botswana. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
But I've always wanted to travel. I, right. I grew up quite obsessed with African literature, African music, African artists. And I always wanted to connect with these places that they came from. So when I started working as a journalist, I knew that sooner rather than later, I would want to start living my dream of traveling the continent because I wanted to start creating conversations around Africa. Yes. What does it mean for us to be Africans? How should we relate with Africa? And in the process, help us all connect with the continent in a way that we would never see. You know, I mean, in 2008... It was very difficult to find images of Africa that were not just of war, of stereotypes, mm. of doom mm. and gloom. Mm. And I really wanted this beautiful continent, this amazing, magical, creative, vibrant continent to be something that becomes a mainstream conversation and start changing perceptions. Because, of course, we want to go to New York because we see that in the movies. We see that it's beautiful, big everywhere. Yes. And when we think about travel and travel writing, travel journalism, that's where people are going. Mm. So, to a large extent, the media is part of how we think and what we consume, and that influences this need in us to think that perhaps New York versus Djibouti, you know? Absolutely. So, you are only meant to go for three months, Kel. Yes. And then three months turned into a couple of years. Because Kerata did. <laughs> <laughs> what got you hooked? What was it about extending that your travels that was important to you? It was this sense of belonging. Mm. I didn't think, I always knew that I would feel comfortable, that mm. I would be at home, that I would be taken care of. You know, I'm an African traveling around Africa. So for me, even though I didn't have travel experience at the time, it always felt like, Imagine as if you're going to your grandmother's house. Wow. So don't freak out. Just think you're going to your grandmother's house, what it is going to be like. So that helped help me feel at ease. But while I was still in, in West Africa, I just had this moment. I had been there for five months mm. and I was listening to my favorite album. And I was just, as I was listening to it, it really dawned on me that I was really in West Africa. Oh. I was truly in this region of my childhood obsession. And I decided that I was working as a freelance journalist. I didn't have anything to particularly come back home to mm. and i just decided that for as long as i had this deep desire in me to keep being on the road i would just keep going and see just how far i could go and how long i could keep it going and that's how i ended up staying for five years i would go to a place and so for instance when i was living in mali mm. when i was in abidjan actually i wanted to go back to mali for a festival the lady who works at the embassy said to me well i'm gonna give you a six-month visa four months will be on the house as long as you stay for those six months so i stayed for, for those six months when i was in mali my housemate said to me you know now that you've taken up traditional dancing it would be great for you to go to guinea conakry so i just also let so nice. the moments and the people that came into my life dictate just how long i should stay what i should go what i should experience so i mean listen you know travel and traveling is expensive how did you suffer? I mean, you're part time. Why invoice? Why invoice? Freelance. Please tell me about it. How, how did you do it? Well, freelancing. Ish. So within two and a half, two and a half weeks, I was out of money yeah. in my bank account, and I was waiting for a check that was late, later than even before I left South Africa. Mm. But what I realized was that I read. Before I left, I read that in Senegal, there's a saying that a man with a mouth is never lost. You mm. know? And I just decided that, well, I'm going to ask for help. So I, I explained to people that I was quite broke. I was, I was asked to move out of a hotel because a group of diligent Germans had booked it out. Mm. And I needed to pay. So I didn't have money. So I said to them, listen, um, I don't have money. Can I please leave my laptop here? Mm. And I'll come pay you 
when I've been paid. Mm. And they said to me, stop being dramatic. You're a journalist, you need to write. You don't need to, to leave your laptop here. When you have money, just come back to pay. Wow. And someone else overheard that conversation and said to me, you can stay with my family. Wow. So it really just ended up being about people understanding uh, me letting people into my world i always was upfront about why i'm traveling and that i didn't have a lot of money but when you when you're communicating this are you not scared that maybe they will target you you know you'll be a victim of some kind of crime because now they know how vulnerable you are no not at all i really think that when you are honest with people yeah it really enhances the moment we have you, you don't know me we mm. don't know each other mm. you're not sure that i'm going to come pick up this laptop, you know. Mm. In fact, you're not asking, not wanting me to leave something to show that I will come back. Mm. And we just take each other at face value and Won't. we take each other's words. Yes, Won't. you know. Mm. And for me, that was very important. And it's something that we both needed to honor. You know that I will come back to pay you. And I know that I will be safe where you're taking me, you know, um, with your family and that I'd feel welcome. So that really worked out. And I think another thing that really, really helped is that. I really believe in affirmations mm. and I really believe that the energy that you put out sometimes comes back to you. Yes. So I tried as far as possible to always be honest, to always reveal my vulnerabilities to people. It's not nice. I'm not, I don't like asking for help. Mm. And the very first thing I did in West Africa was ask for help mm. and already that annoyed me a little bit, you know, <laughs> but I needed to just get out of my skin and trust people and know trust that. Trust the process. Yes. But know that ultimately you cannot be an African in Africa and not be at home. We're chatting to Lerato Mokhatle. She has traveled to 21 African countries over the past five years. When we return, we're going to ask you about your favorite three African countries. Okay. So you must tell us why you love these countries. It's nine minutes to five. SABC3 brings you Harry every weekday afternoon from 13 May at 5.30 p.m. Award winner Harry Connick Jr. is the host of this spontaneous entertainment show filled with music and laughter and features engaging celebrity interviews, live musical performances, audience participation and countless surprises. Bursting with wit and charm, Harry is wildly entertaining and always unpredictable. Diarize your appointment with Harry every weekday at 5.30pm only on SABC3. Yes, yes, yo. Afternoon to you. We are chatting to Lerato Mokhwatle, author of Vagabond, Vagabond, Traveling Through Africa on Faith. So, Lerato, akorobleleka the the three countries, you know, um, that you really love in Africa and why? My favorite by far is Mali, just because I got to live in Timbuktu for a while yes. and I got to spend six months in Mali. And Mali, a lot of people go to great lengths to tell you how Mali is one of the poorest nations on earth, which mm. is true. But in Mali, I found such richness in, in culture, in heritage. And even after all these years, Mali is still the only country that I've been to where people run across the street to hold your hand and tell you you are coming home to eat, you know. And I found so much love and tenderness. And that, to me, it really became, Mali represents why I wanted to travel Africa, to see beyond the poverty, to not focus on what is lacking, but focus on what Africa has to offer. And mm. Mali offered me so much love, so much richness and kindness of spirit. I mean, when I lived in Mali, I'd always take time off from people I was staying with or from a lot of 
events that I went to, festivals, activities and things like that, and just try to be alone and just listen to my thoughts and I would always be so touched you know I remember thinking wow these people have the most beautiful souls I've ever encountered wow. and it helps that it's the home of Salif Salif which are all some of my favorite artists mm. and they still perform a lot in Mali and around Bamako so it was just a gem all around for me and um Senegal Senegal. I'm dying to go to Senegal. <laughs> dying. Senegal is amazing. Oh, Senegal is amazing. Uh-huh. I found it to be a very bold destination. You know, it was so magical. I mean, before I went, I started in Senegal, and before I went to Senegal, I had only been to Ghana in West Africa. Mm. And in Senegal, people looked so so tall, yeah. that much bolder, so beautiful, gliding across. You know, Mostrate in Ghana, mm. Grand Bubus. It was just so royal and just magical. I loved it. And yeah, yeah, then. Because it's a my Obatana Libatu, because then. Oh, Baba, Libatla, Fatla, Moe, no, look for that. You're going to be sidetracked, right? You're supposed to be traveling the continent. You were just traveling and not even. A little bit go West Africa. I did go. I had lots of flings. I had lots of flings. But I have three rules for when I'm on the road, right? Leave all expectations at home. So. I don't I, be, I don't become fussy wherever the wind blows that's where I'm going yeah. mm. always use a condom yes. and if it doesn't fit into your luggage leave it there mm. so right. it could only ever be flings and mm. that was just got 2008 Fun. 2009 <laughs> and then <laughs> afterwards I got over it <laughs> and what's the third country my so it's Mali Senegal and what's the other one you know uh, this Sudan. always changes ne okay yeah uh, I think lately I'm really going through a period of missing Zanzibar. <sighs> Zanzibar is majestic. Yeah, I've been there yeah. One. it is majestic. Was it a weekend? And I was there for like three or four days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. It uh. was a. That was actually my first time in in Zanzibar. It yeah. was a weekend, yeah. a party. Hey, yeah, Metro FM. Mm. Yes. Yeah, and yes. we were there together. Mm. So when we were there, I hated Zanzibar. What? I, I thought it was so slow. Mm. Yeah. You know, oh gosh, pole pole. I mean. Feed me before I die, kind of vibes, you know. And I just didn't like that it was so slow. But when we were flying out and I could see just how beautiful it was, I wanted to come back. And this time with an adjusted attitude Mm. within me, right? Mm. So I went back and it was magic. The way the Swahili rolls of people's tongues like a song. Kangas and proverbs written or misemon mm. rather than a proverb written at the bottom of a kanga you know on the hemline just the way people eat the way they carry themselves and that heritage yeah the people who came to live in zanzibar through their times you mm. know and and also there's a strong fascination with places where even though you live in the here and now I was there i lived there for six weeks in 2010 when you still walk around, there are still doors from the 30th century. There are wow. still places that bring you so close to that ancient world. Yes. And as a bonus, it's close to South Africa. It's relatively cheap as a, as a place to yes, go to. to yes, and the to. tourism infrastructure there, the travel in- infrastructure is well developed. So even if you, had never, you have never traveled before or have never traveled alone, Zanzibar is so easy to access that mm. I constantly miss it and constantly want to go So back. I'm a huge foodie, right? So I want to know yeah. which country had the best food. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Zanzibar has the best food. Okay. And Egypt. 
in Egypt, in the Sinai, a place called Dahab was a dream. It's it's a small place, coastal, seafood. I lived like a king. Oh. Um, and let me see, what else? I think Ghana. Really? Ghana. Yes, it's low-key, but there's mm. a Ghanaian dish called wachi. It's mm. made with beans and rice. And it's so delicious. Mm. Wow, really great talking. I, listen, I love listening to you. I yeah. wish your book was like an audio book. Do you know that? <laughs> Maybe I should record it. Ne? Maybe you yeah, should. Yes, listen, man, you. when you talk, I just want to listen to you. Well, that's So what it, is your guys. book called, Lerato Habe? Vagabond, Wandering Through Africa on Faith. Where do we get this book? We find it nationally at Exclusive Books, yes. Book Lounge, Cap- Book Capital, all the bookshops. And you can also buy it online at loot.co.za. Such a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you so, so much. much. Yeah, you paint such a beautiful. Oh, she does. She's captivating. Oh. <laughs>